Thanks. Uh, welcome, guys, to the L&D podcast. Finally got well, a name, yeah. Yeah, we finally got <laughs> a name. It's official now. Uh, um, so L&D is just, uh, I guess it stands for Lawrence and Drew, but really it's listen and do. And the message behind it is what we're really uh, trying to talk about. Um, learn, but then actually do the thing that you learn, apply it to your life. Um, it's all well and good to learn about something, but you need to apply it and, I guess, learn as you go along. And the best way to learn things is by applying it and improving upon what you've learned. There's no point having all this theory if you don't put it into action. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so this is podcast number four. Oh, so we're having some scotch. Oh, scotch. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Can you get lit? Where's the thing? <laughs> yeah. So today's topic is something that resonates with us right now because we're both dealing with this kind of thing and it will probably resonate for the rest of our lives Mm -hmm. Um, and it's how to deal with stress. Ever present, yeah. Yeah, so um, everyone that goes through stress, stress is a completely normal part of life Mm -hmm. Um, and we're just, it's, it's when you get overstressed and there's too much of it and you can't deal with it or focus it in a specific way where people start to get issues mm. um so uh what's your knowledge of stress like what, what do you think stress is um i think the understanding of stress and just mental health in general mm. has come a long way so before there was this mentality like oh just suck it up uh you know it's stress uh you get over it deal with it somehow and it'll eventually subside. But now I think there's a general understanding. Science has taught us that stress is like a physiological response. Um, there's actual re- increases in your cortisol levels yeah. in your bloodstream. Um, your body just reacts on a physical level uh, differently to how it would say when you're in a peaceful state. Yeah. And it is like an actual physiological response to, due to maybe internal or external circumstances, whatever's causing you to stress. How'd I go? You're the health guy here, so you probably uh, know a bit more than me. It's pretty accurate, pretty good. <laughs> I've been reading up a lot. Uh, so um, I actually did a unit. Oh, I should be like an expert on this. I did a whole unit at uni. Oh, yeah. It was like um, stress and how you adapt to it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so the definition of stress is uh your body's response to an external or internal stimuli Mm. um in preparation for action okay Okay. so sure so for example in the old stone ages if our ancestors uh we had to have this response if danger showed up so for example if there was a tiger right in front of us if we didn't have the stress response we would be dinner you know, yeah. so uh, we have adapted to um, pretty much focus our resources towards a certain goal. So if we saw the tiger, we, our natural response would be to freeze, mm-hmm. to f- uh, fight or to flight. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, the order is normally freeze, flight, fight. Okay, so... Um, s- How are you going to fight a tiger? Exactly. So... so, so, so if, uh, we found out that most things are attracted to movement, which is why the freeze response came in. Mm-hmm. So um, you wouldn't 
you wouldn't attack something if it wasn't moving, you know? So you wouldn't attack a tree because yeah. it's not moving, but sure. you'd, you'd attract like the monkey that's like running in the tree because yeah. that's okay. alive, yeah. So, yeah. That, so one of the responses is to freeze, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, if that fails, uh, the next thing to do would be to run, mm-hmm. so flight, okay? So um, if you're up against a tiger, obviously it's stronger than you, it's bigger than you, blah, 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 all that stuff, you know? So you're better off trying to escape to live another day than yeah. to actually chuck fists with a, with a tiger, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so you would flush, your, your body would, would cause a hormonal response. Mm-hmm. You would increase your stress hormone, which is your cortisol. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably pronounced that wrong. Cortisol? Cortisol? Yeah. Cortisol. I say like you said. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and that pretty much, um, it's a vasodilator. It opens your, your blood vessels, increases blood flow, um, mm-hmm. mostly to your muscular system. So your skeletal system, mm-hmm. our muscular skeletal system, mm-hmm. um, mostly to the muscles in your legs to prepare you to all oh, right to run. So when you're stressed, you naturally just goes to your legs. It goes to your whole like to your muscles. That's why people get like that. Oh, I feel so flushed when I'm like, like yeah. you know, like when you like you shock someone, they get like flushed. Yeah, that's blood rushing to their muscular system. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Right. So um, this is keep in mind that this is like a something we've developed over a long period of time. So it's ingrained into our genes and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think we're talking while we're fixing the equipment about uh, like with with a bear, for example, you're meant to act all big and appear bigger, but that's that's what you're taught in theory. It works, but in the moment, you know, that's probably not the first thing that's going to come to your mind. It's going to be like. Uh, gonna shit myself kind of thing you know you can't think straight in that yeah, kind of situation exactly. well speaking of the reason people vomit and pee and shit themselves <laughs> when this happens is because your sympathetic nervous system so you've got your sympathetic and your parasympathetic okay mm-hmm. so your parasympathetic is your rest and digest so that's all the all the stuff going on right now your, in heart, your body right yeah, now keeping, yeah keeping your heart going digesting yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, that sure. stuff okay so if you enter an extremely stressful situation, mm-hmm. your body is going to try to take all the resources it can and put it into where it's needed. Mm-hmm. So it's going to pretty much, we don't need to digest anything right now. Yep. Let's get rid of it so we can focus on running, yep. which is why you just let go. You know, that's why people just vomit, people shit themselves, yeah, or whatever. Sure. So your, your body's eliminating like something that might be causing it mm. to waste energy. Yeah. And then you have like, the actual energy to keep going mm. you know so just a side note it's pretty interesting how everything has a purpose yeah so that's funny anyway so in terms of stress so we've adapted to this stuff it was awesome if we're in the wild and if stuff like that happens but now that we're a bit more civilized we're in the information era uh, very technological yeah. um the biggest form of stress is stress that we pretty much put in ourselves yeah you know so um uh instead of a huge tiger now it's our boss saying that oh you need your report now yeah you know, or like oh yeah exactly or it's like oh you're like you fucked up this guy like what happened here so it, we don't we don't have a form of external stress that we used to so mm. now our we interpret these things as like huge threats and yeah. then we get anxiety and depression and stress and all that kind of yeah. stuff yeah so yeah and that that's where stress comes from yeah do you think we're just softer then like if we're not facing a tiger we're just facing a report that's due in two hours a little bit um i I wouldn't say softer it's just we've we've adapted to our environment Mm. so if we don't now that we're a bit safer in our own homes and all that kind of stuff we're not we're not exposed to it daily so we we don't need to adapt to it but Mm. we need to adapt to stuff like if we don't keep our boss happy we won't get paid and if we don't get paid we won't get food all that that kind of stuff yeah all the other repercussions of it and that makes you stressed 
So, yeah, does that kind of make sense? Or yeah, that made sense to me, man. Yeah. Um, the Tiger thing was interesting as well. And I was just, when the, I guess when the cutout, I was talking to Lawrence about it, what I would do in that situation. And then he corrected me as well because I was thinking from a logical perspective that I wouldn't be able to fight or outrun a Tiger and I'm not going to freeze and not do anything. So what I would do is I'd probably just like try to make myself as loud and aggressive and intimidating as possible so that not to say the tiger would be intimidated by me, but at the very least the tiger may think, you know, there's so many other options. Why should I go for this thing that's going to give me problems versus something like a, I don't know, like a baby deer that is not going to put up any fight and it's just a piece of meat to me. But then, yeah, Lawrence corrected me. He's like, well, you know, you can say that in this situation, but when you're in that situation, you won't be thinking straight and, you know, you may as well actually do that, but you also could potentially just freeze or run away or try to fight the tiger. Yeah. I'd like to think that, like, you know, I'd go down and out fighting like a like a man, like you know, warrior, like, yeah, yeah, like a warrior. Like, you know, if I'm going to die, at least I want to die fighting. But, yeah, like, who knows? I might die shitting myself and vomiting and just, like, I'm the tiger right. will be like, oh, this guy's gross, so I don't want to eat him. I'd definitely shit myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe that's a defense mechanism, you know? Tiger what doesn't want to eat something covered in shit. Maybe. Fair enough. <laughs> that's actually, like, applies to animals as well. Oh, yeah, fair enough. So animals do have standards. Depends on some animals, they don't care, but oh, I would yeah. say uh, generally there, there is some standards that apply. Well, fair enough. Like the skunk, for example, it emits bad smell as a defense mechanism. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Good way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, but you got a, you got a bit of um, martial arts in you, so you, you know, take the, take the bear down. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Grapple the... Grapple the... Oh, uh, like, um, have you heard of the UFC fighter, Khabib? Oh, didn't he like no Yeah, he he fought bears as a kid or something. Yeah, yeah? there's actual footage of it as well. So when Fuck he was a uh, maybe like a five year old kid, oh, his parents would make him wrestle like a baby bear. But the re- the like the bear knows basic wrestling techniques like double unders and single leg oh, takedowns and stuff like that because it just comes natural to the bear. Yeah, and he's grappling with this bear as well. While the bear's chained, bear. but it is pretty cool to see. Pretty badass. Um, we need to get a bear, train my kids. Yeah, well, it could be one way, right? <laughs> oh, I mean, shit. But you've got to be careful with that as well. Cause I'm, I'm pr- the, when you reckon they'd like dull the claws and shit? Or like. Probably, oh, yeah. yeah. But then, because it's a it's a, a younger one, a oh, cub, yeah. it may not be as potent. Yeah, Still maybe. could probably do some damage. Still. Kind yeah. Of, kind of scary, though, yeah. Yeah, interesting side note. Yeah, anyway, so um, uh, I've, I've got a few notes down. So there are different types of stress. Um, that we kind of get now, um, apart from bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you do? You know any like what, what comes off your head with that kind of stuff? Like what type of stress? Are you, what, like what type course, of stress do you have right now? Uh, work related is a big one. Yeah. Uh, relationship related, mm-hmm. and then you have like your typical existential related stress. Like what am I doing in my life? What's the purpose yeah. of life? Where what, am I going? Life crisis. Yeah, like you know. At every stage of your life, I feel like you probably have a little bit of thoughts. You know, where are you going? Are you doing what you expected and things like that? Um, so I think that's a very human uh, emotion to have. Um, work is probably a very common one these days because, you know, we don't live in, um, I guess, hunter-gatherer times anymore. Mm. We don't have set roles and we don't have a clear purpose. Mm. So that can create stress. Um, it's important to find your purpose that probably gives yourself a sense of fulfillment but yeah work is definitely a source of stress um, your life may not be on the line uh, we live in pretty good times mm. I'd have to say but 
there's just different kinds of stress. Yeah. Uh, how about you? Fair enough. Yeah. So work stress, uh, relationships stress, mm-hmm. uh, financial stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I forgot that one. That's a big one yeah. as well. Social. Uh, so social and relationships pretty much the same. Yeah, and then a uh, big one that people don't think of is physical stress. So uh, um, we train, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever experienced overtraining? Some what training? Overtraining. I don't know if it's overtraining or not or if it's lack of sleep because I've trained for many days in a row and sometimes I'll just compromise on my sleep and still get up and maintain my routine and then I'll just feel really scat, like really tired. Oh, yeah. Well, that's fair. But yeah. Yeah. How, how does overtraining feel to you? So, uh, I, how should it feel? I, I've I've definitely been overtrained before. So, um, so uh, a good analogy that um, I found online um, is Alan Thor. Alan Thor, yeah. Uh, he is a gym owner in America, mm-hmm. and then he, he he has some pretty informative stuff. So, if you want to YouTube him, he's he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so he talked about overtraining and he talked about stress as like a bottle, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, you got your everyday stress from work and from relationships and all that kind of stuff. So every time you have a bit of stress, you pour a bit of water into the bottle, you know. Yeah. And, and then um, obviously um, exercise is a form of stress. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, exercise is probably one one of the for T H A W L I think it is. Yeah. Um, Stress is oh, exercise. Oh, too much Marvel. Yeah, uh, stress is one of the uh, biggest. What am I saying? Exercise is one of the biggest forms of stress you can yep. get. Yeah. Um. So it's it's extremely taxing. It's physically um physically draining. Yeah. Um. Your nervous system has to be firing. Your cardiovascular system. Um. You're you're forcing your sympathetic nervous system to to go to peak level, and yep. then it has to come back down. You know. Yep. So, um. The, the only reason you get better from exercise is when you actually rest and recover so you can adapt to that stress, you mm. know? So, so you're adding more water to this bottle, you know? So if you keep adding water and you don't give it enough time to drain out, obviously it's going to overflow. Yeah. And that's that's what overtraining is. Sure. That's um, okay. nice analogy. Yeah, so, so releasing the tap is like how to, how to de-stress, how to, when you sleep. You know, yeah, that, yeah, that's releasing a bit of the the water in the tap. You yeah. Know? So, um, where was I going with this? Oh, it's uh, overtraining. So, um, you, obviously, if your body is constantly switched on, yeah, um, it's gonna start to alter how your body and your mind and your your psyche and everything function. Mm-hmm. You know. So, um, for me personally, um. When I was overtrained, I would get dramatically weaker with time. Okay, mm-hmm. which makes no sense because when you when you lift, you should be getting stronger. You know, yeah. so um, it would get to a point where I would be benching eighty kilos or for five reps, you know, yeah. pretty easily. And then the next workouts, seventy for five is extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, so that makes no sense because four or five days ago I was doing extra ten kilos. Yeah. And now it's dropped, you know. So that's that means my my nervous system mm-hmm. and my my whole body is telling me that I yeah your central nervous system yeah, calm, right. yeah calm the fuck down yeah because yeah. you're you're overdoing it, mate. So that's one thing. Um, another one is constantly feeling tired. Yeah, always sure. tired, fatigued. 
um, you just you just want to sleep. Your body's telling you to sleep and mm-hmm. to rest and to kind of switch off. So yeah, you better do that. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I hate and it doesn't really happen to a lot of people, but it does happen is you find it difficult to sleep, which is crap because sleep's going to help recover. But if you can't do that, then yeah, whatever. Yeah. So you're so overstressed and overhyped mm-hmm. that your body is telling you that you don't have time to sleep. Mm-hmm. You have to be go, go, go right now. Mm-hmm. So you can get comfortable, get in bed, oh, I feel awesome, but then you don't, you don't knock out. Yeah. You just stay awake. You know? So that's where insomnia and stuff come in. Mm-hmm. So that could be a sign that you're starting to be overstressed mm-hmm. as well. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, that's another one. You lose your appetite. Mm-hmm. So remember how I said your parasympathetic gets the back end? So you try to switch off your parasympathetic system. So you, if you lose your appetite, your body's telling you that I can't take any more food in because I can't digest it. Mm-hmm. So don't bother wasting my time by giving me more fuel. Mm-hmm. So that could be another sign you're stressed. Right. Yeah. Cause, no appetite, sure. Yeah. So uh, that, another one would be like diarrhea or constipation mm-hmm. because you're, same thing, your body's trying to get rid of excess stuff, mm-hmm. stuff it doesn't want to waste, yeah. you know? Um uh, another one is no sex drive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So uh, you, I saw you, that one in your notes. Yeah. I wanted you to explain uh, this. Yeah. A, a lot of people don't want to talk about it. But yeah. It, it's it a whole good topic, but especially young, amongst young guys, the the stereotype is we always have sex drive. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's usually like it, the stereotype is when you're a young male, that's all you think about and that's all you want at all times. Mm. And I have to admit, like as a young man myself, it, it does play my mind a fair bit. I won't say it's all I think about, but it's something that's quite common, and I think yeah. that's pretty natural. Oh, it is. Of course, it's natural. Yeah, it's 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 what we're made to do. Yeah, you know? we're we're made to mate. Um, but if if we lose that drive, you know something's wrong. You know, mm. so um, your your body's so tired that it doesn't want to do what it's made to do. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So um, um, sex, I would call it a form of exercise. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's good cardio. Yeah, good, good cardio. Mate, uh, it is good cardio. It's, I think it's like a hundred calories per. Don't quote me. It's like every every half an hour is like hundred calories burned sure. or something. I don't know. Well, that's, that's, I'd, I'd do that over cardio any day. That's yeah, fine for me. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, so it is a form of cardio, and if you're if you're already overstressed, you, you're not gonna want to put your body under more stress. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you just lose that drive. So you know when um, bodybuilders mm-hmm. when they get to like end of their prep when they're so low body fat mm-hmm. they pretty much uh, have no sex drive like right. they, they don't even think about it they, they, they physically are unattracted to everything mm-hmm. and it, it gets pretty bad because that's like the severe end of your hormones are fucked yeah yeah so when, when people drop to that low of a body fat percentage yeah. your hormones are completely screwed mm-hmm. like yeah it's just yeah it's not a, that's a different topic that just sounds unnatural man it isn't you're, you're not meant to be that lean yeah, yeah no. but, like you need a bit of fat on your body. Oh, it's definitely. also like a survival thing as well. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like, yeah, I was just going to say, if you're in a survival situation and you have no body fat, then you're not going to survive. You're not going to live. While someone who has a bit of fat for their body to burn as energy, they're going to outlive you. So I think our body naturally oh. just wants to store fat as well. Yeah, definitely. But we'll, we'll use it for survival situation. Mm. Uh, I, I remember during our... I was trying to lose weight for high school or something, and then my mate showed me an article. Um, there was it was like an Antarctic Antarctica uh, expedition or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the crew died except two guys. Um, they took the stats before and after. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they started, they were both pretty healthy, probably uh, 20, 16, 18, 20 percent body fat at mm-hmm. this weight. When they were finally found, they had dropped down to like 
two and three percent body fat. Jeez. Yeah, and they've and they've lost at least twenty kilos each. Wow. You know, so it's on the verge of death. Yeah. So pretty much, yeah, because they 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 ran out of food. I think they had to eat like their dogs. You know, uh, you know they're like yeah, so yeah, dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, I think they were forced to eat their slave dogs yeah, to survive. Yeah. So it's kind of fucked up. But he was like, "If you want to cut, there you go, bro. <laughs> go to Antarctica." Fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, that and I think the last one that I've written down is anxiety. So, uh, anxiety. Yeah, that's one thing that I'm confused about: the difference between stress and anxiety. Do you know what it is? Um, so I, I tend to think of them as similar things. Yeah, so I feel like anxiety is the mental manifestation of your stress. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, anxiety is just when you overthink a lot of things mm-hmm. and when you anticipate things to happen that won't happen Mm -hmm. you know so um we're gonna get hit by a medial kind of thing you know Mm so it's highly unlikely but if you keep thinking about it obviously oh no shit it's gonna happen i should mentally prepare myself to get hit by a medial yeah sure so it's causing my my sympathetic nervous system to amp up yeah in preparation to get hit by medial yeah yeah I laugh if we do right now, but no, we're not. <laughs> yeah, so you, so anxiety is pretty much is causing stress. Yeah, and stress can cause anxiety. Is it? It's a it's a bad loop. It's an endless loop. Is that sure? Does that make sense, or is that me kind of extrapolating? Makes makes sense. Um, just on that point, uh, in Melbourne, I think it was, might be Perth. Don't quote me on this, but recently somewhere in Australia, uh, there was a. So I don't know the different classifications, but let's say Meteor is the massive one, Asteroid is the small one. I don't know. Yeah. But there was an asteroid that hit. Oh, shit. And uh, it went viral. There oh, was videos shit. online. And it was actual footage. And you could see like the long tail yeah. and the burning. Yeah. And people are like driving. They're just walking down the road. It's the middle of the night though. Yeah. And then it w- properly lights up the whole sky as it hits. Oh, it wasn't a massive impact wow. or anything like that. But it was enough to light up the sky for a brief second. Crazy. And you could see the long tail. Like, if you YouTube it, it'll be there. That's crazy. It's pretty epic. I'll look it up later. Yeah, I kind of wish it happened in Sydney. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, did you hear about the one in, I think it was in Russia? Russia, yeah. Yeah, fuck me. They, they left a proper crater and uh, windows were blown yeah, out. Yeah, yeah they all shattered. Yeah, they all shattered. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. That's scary, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess it goes to the point that um, stress is evolutionary. Oh, yeah. uh, it keeps you alive. It's a normal response to a situation that requires your attention. Um, I think in today's modern world, we don't really live in a survival kind of uh, scenario where we're evolving, we're out in the jungle or somewhere wild and we need to forage for food and we've got predators and we're also preying on other animals and things like that. Yeah. We don't have that anymore, but that's what our... DNA still has encoded in us. And like Lauren said, um, that's why it's still within us. The way that it's still manifests is in the modern world. So when we have, I guess, what's a stressful situation, um, something comes up at work and you need to get it done and it was unexpected and it's due on the day mm. and you have to do, you have to put everything else aside and do this and you're just working towards that. So like straight away, you have that stress, the cortisol fills your body, you know, people want to talk to you and um, you also th- need to do these other things where you just put everything aside. You're like, don't talk to me right now. Um, I've got to work on this. I can't help you. Um, I can't work on these other things. This is my immediate priority. And you're just stressed the whole time as well. You're just trying to get it done and get it out of the way. So yeah, it's just like the modern way 
that we still incur stress. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. But, but we need it. We need, we need, we need it. It keeps you alive. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure the only reason we're alive is because we have stress. Stress, yeah. yeah. Fear, stress, all those kinds of things. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if, you know, you, you were just super chill at all times? Like, you see a wave coming, there's a tsunami. Yeah. And then, you know, you have enough time to go to higher ground, but you're super chill and like, oh, that looks pretty cool. And you just don't react. Mm. You don't run. You're not shooting yourself and just running for your life. Yeah. Nat- natural selection then. Yeah. yeah natural it, selection. it works, you know. Yeah. Fair yeah. Enough. Yeah. So, uh, so there yeah. was a tsunami in, um, not tsunami, sorry. There was an earthquake in Japan a couple of nights ago. Oh, yeah, there was a tsunami warning, but it didn't actually happen, thankfully. I've been yeah. watching too much Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I like him. Yeah, yeah he's, he's funny. He's, he's really, a really good speaker he's, as well. And it, uh, about earthquakes, like apparently there are earthquakes going on everywhere. It's only when it's a, like at a like a magnitude of 4 or 5 where you start to actually feel it. Right. So apparently like a magnitude 4, you know, like Town Hall Station when you, f- you hear the rumble of the train mm-hmm. when you're like above. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's what a magnitude 4 feels like. Mm, yeah, okay, so, sure. it's, so it's like, it, it's not, it's not like the whole place is shaking. It's just like a nice little rumble kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. So that's what magnitude 4 is. Magnitude like, when you get to like 6, 7, that's when shit breaks. You know, that's yeah. when like structural failures and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But apparently, yeah, apparently like earthquakes all the time. But like, monitors are going off, but like they won't give you a warning unless it's above a certain amount. Mm-hmm. When you shit yourself, it's crazy to think. Yeah. yeah, it's just molten lava around this big sphere. Yeah, and we're just plates that are sliding on this liquid, yeah, and then crazy. colliding from time to time, creating these vibrations. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Which moves the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that scale, just yeah, it's pretty trippy to think of. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Do Do you believe in like the the multiverse and shit as well? The multiverse theory. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much about it, to be honest. All I, my understanding is that there's infinite university, uh, so not universities, um, <laughs> infinite universes. Um, we're just one of them. And yeah. every kind of possible scenario you can think of yeah. is probably occurring in another universe of a version of you in a different universe. I know, it's fucking, see, that, that actually gives me anxiety. That gives you anxiety. Yeah, fucking, I think that's amazing, man. That's it, cool. It is amazing, yeah. but it's you like, got that from Neil deGrasse Tyson. I did. Yeah, like, sure. like he he expanded on it, um, but I've, I've always like thought about it. And yeah. it's like, fuck me. Like you watch Rick and Morty. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Show. Yeah, 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 Rick and Morty's good, but like really creative. Yeah, it, but that that's the yeah that's the multiverse you know yeah. in, a, in a nutshell kind of thing you know so yeah it's just like man like imagine right now some other multiverse we're sitting here doing the same thing mm-hmm. but instead of me reaching for that glass you know I scratch my head. Mm-hmm. and then bam that's a different reality yeah sure yeah. It's like, yeah yeah it's crazy I'm crazy anyway, <laughs> yeah, anxiety level is like <laughs> right just from talking about it yeah just from, like just think about it, like how fucking it's like infinite yeah yeah whatever possibility you can think of yeah it's probably occurring in another universe if there is another universe yeah. or if there are other universes oh it's likely there are Sure, uh, yeah. I, I honestly don't know enough about it to give an opinion. Yeah, probably probably another talk for another time. Yeah, sure. Yeah, gonna, it, it goes on like, with a few more drinks. Yeah, you want to think of your another drink? Yeah, sure, man. Yeah, Are you, aren't you driving? I'm driving, but I'm, I haven't had that much. Okay, sure. Keep on the limit. Anyway, so um, so today's thing was about how to deal with stress. So, yes. Um, Thanks, man. How do you deal with stress? That's- 
How do I deal with stress? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I'd probably say the best way for myself to deal with stress is not an immediate response to the stress. Rather, the best way that I deal with stress is by making sure that I am ready for stress. Okay. And by that, I mean by living a certain lifestyle which makes me a bit more resilient and adaptable and just optimized in terms of my own mental and physical health. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. Um, If I am stressed out about uh, work, yeah, I work work in an office job at a big uh, multinational corporation, you know, it's an investment bank. So there is some stress related to the role. Um, How I deal with that stress is generally by making sure that the morning of going to work, I usually try to ensure that I've got a set routine. So I've gone to the gym. I've gotten like, usually, although last week I've been five, six hours, which is really poor for me, but I've gotten seven, eight hours of sleep. I've showered. I've had a good breakfast. I've um, got like a plan for the day. So I feel like, okay, whatever stress comes up, I feel kind of in control because I've done all these other things that have added to my own sense of stability in my mind. Okay. Yeah, so that's generally how I feel the best way for me to deal with stress. The other ways, I guess, of dealing with stress um, that can work as well are, you know, just exercising, eating healthy, getting enough sleep, um, pretty much what I've mentioned, Um I guess also maybe talking about your stress to people yeah. um, that you feel comfortable talking to about mm-hmm. so that you don't feel like you're being judged. Um, maybe a bit of venting or stress, which is good. Mm. Um, also, I would just say maybe just a bit of escape as well. Yeah. So whether that's watching TV, your favorite TV show or um, gaming or something like that takes away. Or even some other st- uh, stress reliefs, you know, like have a fab or like have sex or something, man. Yeah. Have a release. It's physical as well, right? There's yeah. physical responses uh, to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> what do you think? Pretty extensive this. No, 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 I, I agree 100%. Um, yeah. So just to clarify, you're, the best way you deal with stress is to avoid stress in the first place. No, I think stress is unavoidable. But you, you just optimize your life. So if stress does come up, then it works. I'm the best. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I've got my shit together so I can deal with shit when it comes to, comes to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like my approach. If I'm over, out of shape. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know, all disheveled and tired and I don't know, not organized. Yeah. Then that's going to put me in a weakened state and I won't be as uh, yeah, evolved you. or as resilient or able to deal with stress. Mm. Yeah, it's like reps, you know, if if a heavy weight falls on you, if you've done the physical training, then you should be able to push that weight off you yeah. as opposed to never training your life and then you're screwed, you're stuck under that weight. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, so you're, you're building resilience to stress. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that makes absolute sense, yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so ways I wrote down about dealing with stress mm-hmm. is uh, 
pretty much the same thing you did. A mm-hmm. uh, bit of light exercise. Okay, so I know exercise itself is a form of stress, mm-hmm. but light exercise can actually uh, control, help control your hormones a bit. Mm-hmm. So if you're really stressed, go for a light walk, mm-hmm. um, and that will just release tiny amounts of uh, stress hormones, and that will kind of bring your stress level down. You know? Yeah. Um, I should know the science of it, but mm. I can't think of it right now. So good, man. You dropped a lot of scientific knowledge today. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, a little bit light exercise, even if it's a little bit, especially cardio. Um, yeah, cardio is a good one. Yeah, humans yeah. are made to move. Um, and, like, just imagine being trapped in a room all day, not being able to move or do mm. anything. You, you'd go crazy, you know? Mm. You, you heard about the, the NASA experiment where they're paying you, like, 50 grand to like lie still lie in bed yeah, yeah. You, you would fucking die after two days you would, you would be like itching to do something because mm-hmm. yeah a lot of people I remember when that came out it was on social media and all these people were tagging their friends like oh I think it was a lot more than 50 by the way yeah like oh I'll, I'll gladly take like $80,000 and just lie in bed all day that sounds like the dream but it, no you'll it, fucking hate it after a few hours you'll be like no yeah I can't so, do this yeah so you're pretty much I think it was 21 days you, all you can do is Netflix and line bed. You, you, like, you can't even move this shit. Like, I'm pretty sure they, you shit into a bag and then they just, they just move the bag and they wipe it for you or some shit. I don't know. Man, no. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucked. But it's meant to simulate what an astronaut goes through because in zero gravity, there's not as much force through your, your whole body. So there's, so you slowly degrade. It's like being mm, sedentary. Yeah, you lose a bit of muscle yeah, when so you're in space. Yeah, so that's why 50% of what astronauts do is actually exercise up there. Mm-hmm. They have machines that force them to yeah, exercise. bit of resistance, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's called muscular degeneration or something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. atrophy everywhere. Muscular atrophy, yeah, yeah. sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exercise is a good thing. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I, I'm a huge believer that building resilience to stress is the best way to avoid it. You know, so if it's not physical and it's mental, social, whatever. So. Um, I, I've always been a bit of an introvert, so to overcome, like, my social anxiety, mm-hmm. I just purposely went out and acted like a retard, <laughs> so um, because I was just being social yeah. and not really caring about it, it slowly built my resilience to being, sure, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like to being rejected, for example, yeah. you know, like... The, of course, uh, rejection hurts, you know, but it hurts for like five seconds, mm. you know. Did Rhonda reject you the first time? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, same. Anna, uh, Anna rejected me as well the first that. time. Uh, <laughs> well, you were there, right? I was there. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I remember. You helped me out, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, no, you, I remember like um, every time the girls would be grilling me or something, I think you pulled them aside like, chill, let him let him do his thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, you were being a good guy. Uh, I tried my best. It was, it was fun, mate. <laughs> that was a good night, yeah. But um, yeah, it's building your resilience. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, exercise. So you used the benching example. Um, socially, if you get rejected enough times, you pretty much don't care anymore. Yeah. So, um, yeah. if there's an attractive woman, oh, you just go talk to her. Like, yeah. I've been rejected five million times, what's another one going to do? You yeah, know? exactly. So you, you kind of expect it, if anything. Yeah, exactly. And then when they don't, then you're like, oh, shit, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. So it's that, pretty good. Yeah, that's a good thing. So, um, same thing with work. Um, I think with work, the safer approach is just to limit your stress. Um, you put continuous stress contingencies mm-hmm. in place mm-hmm. so if shit happens you don't get overworked or overstressed you mm-hmm. know so for example with my workplace um 
a big form of stress would be lack of time management. So yeah, that's something I struggle with as well. Yeah, so for us, we're on like half an hour slots. So if one person's ten minutes late, uh, ten minutes late, mm-hmm. it really fucks us all up. But then mm-hmm. we put in places like, oh, um, I can do this. I can offset my treatments, or I can use another room. Because you've got someone else waiting, right? Yeah, exactly. So you can. You, I've kind of, I have strategies to kind of offset potential stress-giving things. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, so that's one thing with work. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I can't think of a corporate way though to deal with stress like what's the contingency you'd use um, so what I try to do is at the start of the day and today is a really good example actually um, so without going into details of the nature of my work but something came up um, and it turned out that it's pretty important to get it done today sure. and my boss came out and was like yeah, yeah you definitely have to get it done today um this is really important. So you've got to put aside the other stuff. Um, so I was like, oh shit. All right. I got to get this done. Like fuck everything else. But then I was like, no, hang on a sec. This is just stressing me out. So I usually, I'll just do what I normally do. So I, on my, on a piece of paper, my notepad, I have a laptop, I have a computer, I have the whole multiple screen stuff, but I just like putting pen to paper. I'm old school. So I wrote down a list of all the things I need to get done today. But then I reassessed it and I was like, what are the things that I really need to get it done? Or what are some of the things that I can get done within, I don't know, the next week or two? Mm. It's not important today. Mm. So then I prioritize things. So by prioritizing things, realizing that these are things that are immediate, these are things that are like uh, somewhat important, and these are the things that are like, oh, whatever, you just get it done at some point in time. Yeah. Then I realized, okay, at the bare minimum, if I just do what is immediately required, then that's... I have enough time for that. So that, that eases your mind and that helps me at least in a corporate setting become more efficient because I'm a bit more chill then rather than panicking. I'm like, I'm busy, but like I'm busy. I'm super busy if I have to do everything, but I'm just busy, if that makes sense, if I just do what's prioritized. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and like when you interview for roles um, in corporate, or like look at job descriptions, it's always like, being able to handle multiple tasks, being able to prioritize. And I'll be real, I'm not good at multitasking. And I think the science says that like men are generally like the type to focus on one task at a time and do it very well. Women are not as good as men at focusing on one thing and being able to execute it. But but women are better at balancing multiple things at the same time. It's just the way our brains are. So... I feel like a lot of the time the workplace and juggling many things at the same time is not good for me. I would much rather leave me alone and let me focus on this one thing. And once I'm done with that, I'm happy to chill and talk about other things and like balance other things. But if something's important, I just want to do that and not do anything else. Get that out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I I used to use that at uni Mm because I would have... um, like physical objective things I needed to do. Like I needed to get my report done by this time or I needed to get my notes done by this time or I had to get my speech ready for this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so during uni, a big strategy I used was to write stuff down, exactly like you, but I also used a label system. So I would label everything A, B, C, or D. Mm-hmm. Um, so A is immediate mm-hmm. and it's important. So if I don't get it done... Is it that matrix thing? Is there a matrix? There's like four segments. 
probably. Okay, continue. If you could think yeah, about it, yeah, you, you could you, you could think of it like a matrix, yeah. But it's like like how important yeah, is it? Like when is it? When is time based? Uh, yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So like A is like important time based. If you don't do it now, uh, you you're gonna get stuffed forever, mm-hmm. you know. So B is important, but it's not as time sensitive. Mm-hmm. So um, you still got to do it, but you don't need the time. Like you don't need to do it ASAP, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, C would be in, it's not important, but it's time based, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, that would be like, or oh, you need to feed your cat. Because your cat will die, but it's not really. You know, it is important, but it's like not as important as like what something else would be. You know, it's not sure. like, not life threatening. And then D would be not important, not time based. So it's like, oh, I need to uh, cut my hair or something. So if I don't do it now, I won't really die. And if I can hold off for another few days, it will be fine. You know? Yeah, sure. So I label. So I used to la- yeah. I used to label everything A B C D, and then if there were multiple things, it'd be like A one, A two, A three, mm-hmm. and that that would be depending on how important mm-hmm. it'd be. You know, so. Um, just the act of writing stuff down and materializing your thoughts yeah. is, is a good thing for me. So um, another thing I do when I was stressed was I would write a journal. You mm-hmm. know? Uh, there's nothing wrong with keeping a journal. Oh, definitely. Um, I hear really good things about yeah, that. And, and a journal should be 100% personal. Yeah. Um, I forgot where I... I think it was Aubrey, Aubrey Marcus that mm-hmm. was like, if, if you read someone's journal, that's... Um, psychological rape whoa that's intense yeah but that's just like yeah (laughs) because that's your thoughts and it's only meant to be for you unless you want to share it yeah you know so you shouldn't touch anyone's journal without their consent and you shouldn't you shouldn't want to share your journal unless you want to you know so yeah so it's just a it's a safe place you write your thoughts Mm -hmm. um no bias no nothing you just get it all down yeah and that just helps clear your mind yeah so if i can't sleep I write shit down and then I just, I mm-hmm. feel better. I feel lighter. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. You, you unloaded this whole, um, like mental load like that you were holding and you just let it out onto this piece of paper. Um, it's also just another way to vent. Um, but I think the good thing about it is when you write things down, you're able to kind of step outside of yourself. Um, when you're just talking, you're kind of just caught in the moment and you're speaking purely from your perspective. But when you write things down, you have a bit of time to like focus on your thoughts and think about it and bring a bit of clarity to what is causing you the stress and how you're reacting. Like, hey, maybe I am not reacting to this the right way, um, to this stressful situation. Maybe I'm overthinking things. Maybe my response isn't, um, uh, I guess, the best way to respond in this situation if you write it out and then read it and reflect and review it. You're like, okay, it's, it's pretty therapeutic to do. Um, I haven't done it too often, to be honest. I, it's one of those habits. It's kind of like meditation where I know it's inherently good for you yeah. and it's a great way to deal with stress and organize your life, but it's also, it's another discipline and you got to make sure they do on a consistent basis to be able to develop that habit. Yeah. And I haven't done that with meditation or journaling, but I'd like to one day sure. for me right now. Um, I've done the things that I really enjoy yeah. um, in terms of developing that discipline. That's like working out, um, you know, eating clean, um, like, I don't know, doing like personal development, like based reading, um, looking at my finance, things like that. that that's more mo- along my interest. Therefore, I just feel more inclined to it. Um, but yeah, I, I think doing journaling has a lot of value to it, especially like dealing with stress. Yeah. I'd say so. I think humans in general were just like social animals. Yeah. Um, we like to communicate. So we need to do it like mm. in order to 
feel at ease. Yeah. Like a great way to, you know, what's crazy to me, man. Like, um, just think of like right now when you're in prison, um, you're surrounded by the worst of society, generally speaking, right? Yeah. You know, there's murderers, there's rapists, there's, you know, all kinds of, you know, crazy crimes that have been committed. But the way they punish you in prison is they take you away from these terrible people yeah. and put you in isolation. That yeah. is how you are punished. Think about that for a second. That is a biggest indication of humans' importance in being social and communicating with others. Wouldn't you rather be in a room by yourself than be surrounded by all these killers and rapists? But if you think about it, no, that's going to drive you crazy, being by yourself, not doing anything, while being around all these bad people is what gives you clarity. And like, you'd, you'd much rather be around people even if you don't uh, like them yeah. as opposed to being completely by yourself. Yeah. I just always thought that was that's, interesting. Yeah, like, that's Isolation, that, that is the punishment for prisoners. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Would you rather be in yeah. a room filled with all these murderers and rapists or would you yeah, rather be by yourself? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That's weird. That's fucked. Anyway. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, you, you did talk about meditation and I did write it down. Um, yes. All right. Go into detail. You meditate like on a regular, don't you? I try to do it daily. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you have days on, days off. Um, one, once you... Like, what's your experience with meditation, firstly? And then I'll go into it. Mm. So, I've used the apps, Headspace yep. and oh, Calm. Yep. yep, I use both of them. Um, both really good apps, um, but I've only used the demo versions. I haven't signed up for the actual subscriptions. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've been up and down. So, I've gone through periods using Calm, for example, and I've used it like pretty much, mm, I'd say 90, my best maybe might be 85 to 90% of every day for a whole month. That's awesome. That's really good. really good for me, for sure. I was happy with it. But then I might not do it or I might do it sparingly the next month or I might not do it for a few months. Like right now, I'm in a period where I haven't meditated for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Might give it a go. No, fair enough. Um, yeah, I've, I've used both those apps. Yeah. Um, I really like Calm. So I got the, subscri- the subscription. Yeah. Calm. Yeah. Um, uh, once you know how to meditate, you don't need an app. But mm-hmm. that, the app just keeps me kind of accountable. Mm-hmm. So uh, on the Calm app, it's got the reminders. Mm-hmm. So I set off the reminder to go off during my lunch break. Mm-hmm. So once I eat my food or like before I eat my food, then I see that, oh, now I've got to, got to meditate. So mm-hmm. I find time during my lunch break to meditate. Do you have a space in your workplace where you can go meditate? Yeah, it's, it's a practice. I feel like it's a very yeah, personal there's, thing. There's, like there's I don't feel everywhere. comfortable meditating knowing that there's other people around um, me and someone could walk in on me. Yeah, um, I don't. I honestly don't care. A lot of people right. thought it walked in on me and they're just like, what's he doing? I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, just meditating. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, in the end, no one really cares. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they want to be educated on it, then give, educate them. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, once you know, so uh, I forgot what it was. I think it was Sean Stevenson or something. Don't, I can't remember his name. Um, he, he, they went through a study. It's like, uh, the length of meditation required. Um, and they found that it's not the actual overall length. It's just the volume that you need. So they compared a study of someone, some a group of people who did like 30 minutes of meditation. Mm-hmm. And then another group of people who did uh, 30 sets of one minute meditations. You know? 
and then they compared like the stress levels and all this kind of stuff and it was pretty much i think the higher frequency actually had better results mm. if not they're pretty much the same if, if not the higher frequency was a little bit better you know so it's not about your total time it's just doing it and constantly reminding yourself to be present mm-hmm. or whatever it was you mm-hmm. know mindful okay so mm-hmm. uh, coming back to that meditation so i use the app when i when i have the time mm-hmm. if i suddenly feel stressed i do deep breathing exercises which is a form of meditation mm-hmm. okay so just focusing on taking slow deep breaths in mm-hmm. um, i try to time five seconds in hold it for five seconds five seconds out you know so it's pretty simple pretty easy everyone can do it and i think you only need about seven breaths and you'll find your heart rate actually drops mm. but like i think i forgot how many beats it is but your heart rate will actually drop if you do this sure yeah so if you suddenly feel stress i just depress and that that is i'd consider that meditation yeah i don't know about you but um it just it's it's calming me down so mm-hmm. meditation uh, i'm not really getting that that mindful focus like focus on your breath kind of thing mm-hmm. it's just yeah but it it, I, I, it does help um i think you just need to find a way to incorporate it properly into your life mm-hmm. you gotta make time for it oh not really so for me if, if i'm feeling a bit stressed i do it while i'm kind of treating a patient you know um they're face down so i'm just breathing not breathing on them i'm just breathing in general <laughs> breathing lightly on their neck no that's <laughs> 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 oh, fuck me. man i'm not going to you myself and then just 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 keep breathing feel, yeah, here, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not like that. you're meditating man <laughs> no but yeah I do, I do take just breathe deep breaths um and it just calms me down you know so mm. yeah try that next time just deep breaths have you heard of this guy he's Indian, mm. but he's American. Okay. Um, so Indian ethnically. When I mean Indian, I mean Asia, India. Okay. Not, not in American not, Indian. Not American Indian. Yeah. His name's Naval Ravikant. Um, he's a entrepreneur slash like tech entrepreneur, I think. And he's also like a investor, but he's also massive on meditation. And I actually haven't listened to this episode yet, but I watched one of those short clips. Mm. Um, he was on the Joe Rogan experience. Mm. And he was talking about meditation and he basically described meditation as just doing nothing. So he said, you can start off using those apps um, like Calm and Headspace, etc. But essentially what you want to do is get to the point where you don't need those apps, where you can meditate at... Um, any point in time, whether you want to set aside some time in your day to specifically just focus on meditating or when you're going about your day today, like you explained, when you're treating a patient and they're face down and you're breathing on their neck, that you're meditating. (laughs) (laughs) Um, His thing was just basically meditating is sitting there, being quiet and not doing anything anything at all yeah. being able to be by yourself and not doing anything is a form of meditation and as humans in today's world we're so always switched on through our notifications on facebook snapchat instagram whatsapp etc um you know having to see people and what was connected to the net um 
like it's very hard to be alone and in your thoughts. It's very rare. Like he gave the example of when he's waiting in line to buy ice cream and you know, he knows that's going to be like maybe a 30 second to one minute wait. But because he's waiting, he's going to look at his phone, just check his phone. And he's like, what's the need for that? What is the point of that? When, you know, we've, okay, he was just trying to get to the point where we're so conditioned to looking at notifications and looking at screens when meditation is like the complete opposite. You don't have any stimulus and you're just by yourself in your own thoughts. And he even says something that's kind of different to what I was taught through those apps. So those apps taught me that um, you need to be mindful, you need to focus on your breathing, you need to, you know, when your mind starts wandering, bring it back to the center and not think of anything else. But he was saying, like, let your mind wander. Just observe it if you can. Try and, like, let your mind do whatever it wants when you're sitting there doing nothing. But just observe it from an outsider perspective. And it sounds kind of weird and it's hard to understand because it's your mind, they're your thoughts. But at the end of the day, if you can kind of take a step back and let your mind wander and observe those thoughts, what? like through your meditation, that is, in his opinion, the way to meditate. And he attributed his practice of meditating. So he started off by forcing himself. He would meditate, I don't know how you do this, I'd find it really hard, but an hour a day yeah, no. for like months. Yeah, He did this. And now he's at a point where he's extremely happy. His quality of life is so much better. Yeah. And he's very happy being by himself. He doesn't need other people, even though he has friends, he has like your know, wife or maybe a girlfriend and his family, but he's happy to be completely by himself. Yeah. And that's, he attributes that to being um, like good at meditating and just yeah. practicing it. Like it's uh, another discipline, another pursuit to have. Fair enough. Like, yeah. yeah. So he's like reaching enlightenment, enlightenment. Yeah. Well, think is actually going on that. Cause Joe Rogan is, um, you know, he's into psychedelics and drug use. Yeah. Um, he, Joe Rogan asked him, Naval, like, uh, you know, have you had any experiences that are a bit different? And Naval's like, yes, um, like I've had experiences which I guess would be quite similar to taking psychedelic drugs where he has seen bright lights when he's meditating. He's gone into um, different kinds of states where he doesn't feel like he can even feel his physical body anymore. Yeah. He's had different kinds of hallucinations. Um just through meditating, not through taking any kind of drug, yeah, yeah. nothing induced. Nice. So, I don't know like what the right term for it is, but it kind of reminded me a bit of like those monks, like those Buddhist monks um, who dedicate the whole life to just like staying quiet and meditating and they eventually reach Nirvana, yeah. like which Buddhism teaches in their faith. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool what the brain can, yeah, brain can think of when you... Just sit there and do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, with my meditation, I think I, I've had those out of body experiences like once or twice, you know? Like, like I'm sitting here and my eyes are closed, but then it just feels like I'm watching myself, you know? Mm. Yeah. Moves the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't drugs. But yeah, that's crazy. Just, just as a note though, I don't breathe on patients' necks. All right, so oh yeah, please, guys, I'm please, joking. Please yeah, yeah. Can... no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, that was totally a joke. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> get sued for no reason. <laughs> oh, yeah, so yeah, so that that 
Yeah, so that's there's always. Um, you you a gamer? Um, I wouldn't say I'm a gamer, but I used to play a fair bit of video games when I was like as yeah. a kid, like console. Yeah, yeah. So, Are you a gamer? Uh, not as much anymore. I, I don't have the time, but I, yeah, I've been looking to get back into a game or two. Before you go into the gaming thing, one thing I wanted to say is, yeah. um, I recently went into a game store yeah. and I had this kind of conundrum in my head. Um, game store had a sale. And all these games are going for really cheap. And I haven't gamed in a while. So I'm like, man, I wouldn't mind playing a game. Mm. But then I was like, I don't know. I see kind of, I kind of have this mindset of like, I'm a, I'm a generally quite a busy dude. Yeah. Like the free time that I have, I value. And I want to make sure it's filled with things that I like to do. So I ended up not buying a game, even though I walked around the store, looked at all the games. Because I was like, why should I just spend my time playing a game when I could be doing something better with my time, my yeah. free time? But when I was a kid, I used to always have this dream that, oh, okay, one day when I have a job and an income, um, I can buy as many games as I like. I can play what I want. When the new PS5 comes out, I can buy it straight away. Yeah. Because when I was a kid growing up, my parents um, didn't care about much for gaming, um, as most parents do, especially ethnic parents. They'll like, get good marks. So I really had to make sure I got a good report or work hard for things in order for my parents to buy me a game. It was like a real struggle and I had to be like, be on really good behavior and really earn that game. Yeah. Um, now I have the ability to get games, but I'm like, no, it's not for me. No. Yeah. yeah, same with me. Um, we had a PlayStation X growing up. X? So it was the first one, you know, the... the oh, the PlayStation, yeah, yeah, the, PlayStation, the big one, the, yeah, the big yeah, chunky yeah, one, yeah, 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 yeah the great one. We had that and then we had a rule that the only time you could play was on your school holidays mm. which so in australia we have four terms mm-hmm. and then we have uh two week breaks in between each term except for the christmas which is a six week break yeah it's the best time of the year when yeah. you're a kid yeah so for uh, so for me i would we would not be allowed to play games and then when the first week of holiday came uh it was a new rule it's like oh you can only play video games in the first week because the second week you got to prepare to go back to school <laughs> so pretty much over 12 week 13 14 week period we'd only be allowed to play one week of playstation mm-hmm. you know and i i binged the shit out of that but how many hours did you play i i pretty much slept in the living room just Damn. yeah wake up play go see play you know yeah but it, it, it just made you appreciate it a bit more you know, but and then you go to your mate's house and they're like, "Oh yeah, our parent, my parent let me play as soon as I finish my homework." You're yeah, like, what the fuck is yeah, man. I remember like that. Kids would be having the newest games, newest consoles, and play whenever they want. I was yeah. so jealous. And you're like, "Fuck me!" Like, yeah. Gosh. But but yeah, I, I agree with you now. Like now, I have uh, I have a little bit of money aside. I can probably buy consoles if I want. I could probably mm. buy games if I want, but mm. uh, nothing. It doesn't seem as valuable. Nah. So like, yeah. So like, I, I got to use money, and then I got to use time. Yeah, money you know, is another so, factor. Yeah. So like, now it's just like I'd rather put that money aside into my bank account for mm. something that I actually might use. Yeah. You know? So that's something. But and if I have like a free few hours, I'm like, I'd rather go out with my girlfriend or see my friends mm. and or like, you know do something a bit more social than yeah. play games but each of their own but I don't enjoy gaming much ironically my brother's upstairs playing games right now he's playing uh, <laughs> LOL I think he uh, loves his gaming 
no. any chance he gets he plays he's got the whole game computer set up and the headsets so and good. and like Anna my girlfriend her brother's like a massive gamer as well he just games all day and night yeah I just can't I just I don't see the I don't see the it's not sexy for me anymore you know like mm. growing up it was like fuck that's like all the cool kids do it all the like the popular kids have mm. all the yeah now it's just like what kind of games would you play though I'm terrible at RTS which is real time strategy which is low and Dota I'm, oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I would never really go absolutely trash at that but I feel like the real gamers are the ones who play that yeah on no, PC it's the learning curve is too steep for me because mm. you gotta learn all everyone and then you gotta learn all the strategies with mm. everyone and then after that you can actually because it's a big investment that's why you probably play it so much yeah which is why if you're good at it you're good at games yeah. you know but uh, for me it's probably your first person shooters yeah. because there's no learning curve you, you yeah. point and click you know yeah. that and then probably like your adventure RPGs mm-hmm. like the building a story Crash Bandicoot and stuff never got into Crash Bandicoot yeah. Spyro Spyro yeah Spyro's yeah. good Spyro's yeah. good yeah but like yeah so in terms of stress though yeah, so, back so, to topic. No, so to some distress, the reason we picked up games was because um, my theory is it is giving you a chance to simulate a different life. Mm-hmm. So suddenly all your stresses disappear because you got nothing to worry about. You're in a game yeah. where you're a, you're a, you're a hero, mm-hmm. you know, and you got to kill the big baddie. So mm-hmm. so uh, keep in mind that games are stressful, uh, but now it's a different stress. Like you, you can focus on doing that and then more often than not you you end up winning so mm-hmm. you feel good from that okay. yeah yeah but uh what was it it was, oh, there was like a recent study where it's like uh it's dying out it's dying out goodbye all right, right. uh i think we should wrap it up but i'll just finish with this topic finish so it off, man. yeah so apparently apparently um stress is uh what is it game addiction is a is a mental health issue now Mm-hmm. so that's one thing and um, you can actually get elevated stress and anxiety from playing too many games because it is a form of stress you're you're putting your brain yeah. or your body through all that stuff I was also going to say um, with, with gaming you also know that you're not living your life to your potential mm-hmm. like you're kind of like just fucking around playing games you're not you're not doing things that are actually applied to the real world and yeah. to be honest like if you're just gaming all day you can feel like a loser because you kind of are a bit of a loser to a point not to sound too harsh but i mean if you're young and you don't have any responsibilities fine but i think part of alleviating stress but also having stress is a good thing because if you have stress that makes you more resilient yeah that makes you more prepared to handle more stress and i would say that taking on responsibility in life gives you a sense of fulfillment direction and purpose so if you're avoiding all responsibility all responsibilities in life through just gaming, then you might be playing the game, but you might not be enjoying yourself hundred percent because at the back of your head you're like fuck, I should be like studying right now, or, yeah. or I should be working on myself, I should be reading, or I should be working out, or I should be like trying to talk to girls, but I'm just in my room right now and just like gaming and just eating like junk food and then just sleeping and stuff like that. Like I feel like a slob. It's fine for a day or two, but if that's your lifestyle, yeah, you can very easily lead into a depression, like a negative yeah. spiral. So yeah, I, I reckon they use that as an escape more than anything. So you're not, you're not, you're not, tri- you're not trying to, you're not, oh, it's a way. It's to, like an underlying issue. Yeah. I think it's, at times. It's a way to if deal with stress. Hardcore but, yeah, but you're escaping. It's a, it's a drug. If you play a couple of hours here and there, that's fine. But if that's all you do, it's, like it's I'm talking drug. a 14, 16 hour day, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like there's an underlying issue to it. Yeah, it's a drug. 
Yeah. Definitely a drug. It's an escape. Yeah. Yeah, that's why people get on drugs, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah interesting. But All yeah, right, man. Let's yeah, call let's, it. Let's sum it up. Sum it up. Uh, we got to get some sleep because... Yeah, I'm yeah. tired, man. Yeah, so to keep you up. All right, nah, so, nah, you too, man. Yeah, you look so, like you're tired. Nah, so we'll, we'll summarize how we do stress. A little bit of light exercise. Yeah. Meditating. Uh, planning contingencies to avoid stress and how to deal with stress. Mm-hmm. Uh writing stuff down, materializing mm-hmm. it, that actually helps quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, vocalizing it, talking, talking it out with someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a good way to get through. And just trying to completely shift your focus. So, well, watch a movie, get on Netflix, uh, go see your girlfriend. Yeah, get, turn that Netflix into chill. Ah, uh, that's it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the chill part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah all right. Okay. All right, I'm uh, out. All Thanks, right. Lawrence. Thanks, Drew. Listen to L&D Podcasts. Listen and do, guys. Make sure you imply. Don't just listen. Make sure you're doing something about it. Cheers.